Hello, hello. Welcome hello, to hello. the Hello Podcast. <laughs> I love your hello, hello. It's my favorite thing. I know. I'm always hello, helloing. I don't know where that came from, but it stuck. <laughs> what did now it come we're just from? doing it? I know with the hello, hello. Guys, it's so cute. Have we been doing this from the beginning? Have we just always started it? I feel like you did start it. Yeah. It sounds way weirder in my accent. Hello, hello. No, it doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) That is not what you sound like, you crazy. Hello, hello. Mark always says that I go like way more Australian when I'm in America. I'm like, oh, yeah, mate. You know, I am an Aussie. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, why do you, why do you oh, do yeah. that? And I was like, <laughs> I don't realize I'm doing it. It's obviously subconscious. And I just really Oops. lean so heavily into the accent. I love it. I love your accent. Do you know how much cash back you're leaving on the table settling for the wrong credit card? Imagine earning up to 5% cash back on your groceries for the next 30 years. Think of all that cash back on those overpriced kombuchas. NerdWallet helps everyone make smarter financial decisions today that future you will thank you for. With NerdWallet, you won't regret missing out on rewards. NerdWallet lets you compare smart cashback credit cards side by side to make the most of your everyday spending. So what could future you do with more cashback? A splurge on some fancy champagne with the gals or order fine dining to the house and watch a good true crime doco. Whatever it is, make it happen with a smarter cashback credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Nerdwallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're so excited today. We're having a, I mean, it's not Thanksgiving everywhere, right? So we're having a gratitude, um, Thanksgiving inspired, a holiday uh, inspired (laughs) episode, I guess, um, season Mm -hmm. of gratitude, um, since this is going to come out on an American holiday. So, um, we just wanted to do a, uh, little gratitude episode and, um, yes, 
I guess I can kind of start us off. Oh, Sarah has an amazing story. Yeah. And so many, (laughs) so much to be grateful for. I think we're having little celebrations right now. Um, But yeah, Sarah has been going through something that she didn't talk about last episode as she was waiting uh, for the perfect time. And now we get to really dive into what that was. I can't wait to hear everything from your side and how you're feeling. Well, I guess I'll start with last solo episode that we did. I talked a little bit about something that I was, um, you know, going through and somebody that I was, you know, friends with kind of mentioned something to me about it and like kind of saw where I was at. And anyway, all of that was me sort of skirting around it because I just wanted to like have a little bit more information first. But basically a few weeks ago, um, back when I turned 40, my yeah. um, OBGYN was like, hey, you're 40. Uh, it's time for you to get your first mammogram. And so I was like, oh, gosh, <laughs> you know, there's been like so many times over the years where I've been like, so when do you get a mammogram? And they're like, oh, you're way too young for that. And now I'm at the place where they're like, oh, it's time. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, uh, okay. okay. I've crossed the threshold. <laughs> okay. Um, I've crossed the threshold of, um, you need to go do that. So um, I guess it's like, you know, if you guys that listen know that I'm pretty proactive with my health anyway. And I always go get my physicals done and I'm like, eat healthy and work out and all that stuff. So um, I was like, oh, great. I just got like a big physical. So adding mammogram to the list is going to be great. I know, you know, I have had an MRI recently. Like, I know I'm good. So I go and get the mammogram and um, I leave there and they're like, oh, just so you know, like you'll hear from us on, it's like a Monday. They're like, you'll hear from us on Friday. By any chance you hear from us in the first like 24 to 48 hours, um, it means like that we've seen something and we need to like get in touch with you. Right. And so I was like, oh, okay, great. I'll hear from you Friday. Like exactly 24 hours later, I get a phone call oh my from God. and I, I missed it. And then I got a text message immediately. That's like, um, we need to have you back in ASAP and call uh. this number. So I called the number uh, and the woman's like, oh, yes, they (laughs) they're like, they see something on your mammogram. And so um, we need to have you back in. And I was like, great. Can I come in right now? And she's like, oh, no, no, no. You have to go. You have to go back to your doctor and get like a um, referral and then you can come back in. And I'm like, what? Okay, uh, that feels like that's going to be a long time. Um, Okay, well, can you like put me down for a holding spot or something? And she was like, no, the referral has to come in first and then we can book your appointment. And I was like, okay. So then I like try to get in touch with my doctor that whole day, finally get in touch with him in the evening. And he's like, yeah, it's pretty common. Like, you know, they can't see one side. You have calcification in your right side, but you have calcification in your left side. So they just want to do like a closer look because that side is sort of like undetermined. We don't know. Mm. And I was like, OK. And he's like, it's really common. Totally, you know, totally fine. I was like, OK, great. Not, didn't feel scared about it. I was like, fine. That's great. So um, I call the next day to go to get my appointment now that I have the referral. And they're like, the earliest they have is three weeks away. I was like, oh, seriously? Oh, God, no. So I was like, yeah. So I was like, okay, fine. I'll wait, you know, to, to go on the three weeks. So then I finally go back in for the three weeks. That was like, I guess, a week 
at this point. Well, I guess it doesn't really matter. So it was like a week ago for when we are now and or two weeks. Um, so anyway, I go back in and um, they do the this closer look. And the person who's doing the uh, mammogram, she's kind of like looking at it really closely. And then she's sort of like typing on her screen. And I was like, is everything okay? And she's like, yeah, I'm just communicating with the doctor that, you know, they have a doctor there um, in the office. And so I was like, okay. And then um, she's like, I need to take a few more photos. And then she like does it again. And then she's, I'm just sitting there. Like for anybody who's ever had a mammogram, you know what happens, right? Like they smush your boob into like this almost like flat pancake. You're like pressed against the machine. And I'm sitting there with no shirt on, no bra on, just like waiting for her to tell me like, okay, we're good. We got it. She's still like typing away. And I'm just like (laughs) kind of covering up my boobs because I'm like, I'm not really feeling modest, but I'm like, it's a little weird, the whole thing. It's vulnerable. And then she looks at me. Oh, it's so vulnerable. And, you know, when you, they are putting your boob in the um, the mammogram machine, they're like, they're moving it themselves, right? So she's like pushing it into there. And I don't have very much boob at all. So it's a lot of work to get enough to like take a picture of. Um, so she kind of looks at me and she's like... Um, yeah. Okay. So I just heard from the doctor and she needs to talk to you. And I was like, right now? And she was like, yeah, right now. And I was like, oh, okay. So then she's like, I'm going to bring you over to this other room. So she brings me into this room, this like waiting room where it's just me, just like two chairs and me. And like, I immediately text Eric and I'm like, uh, they have me waiting in a room because the doctor needs to talk to me after seeing my results. And he's just like, wait, what? And I was like, yeah, because like everybody was like, it's okay. It's routine. It's like normal. They need to get second looks. Like usually it's like dense breast tissue. She walks in. She has a pamphlet in her hand. And I was like, oh, no, she has a pamphlet in her hand. (laughs) This is like this is like the scene in every like movie where the person finds something out. Right. So they like come in with a pamphlet handed to you to explain like this is what you have. Right. So. I'm like, this is so crazy. So she walks in and she's like, um. So we need to do a biopsy. And I was like, what? Okay, what do you mean? And she was like, well, it's a a stereotactic biopsy is what it was called. And um, she was like, we can't, the calcification in your left breast, it doesn't, it looks, um, we just need to to get samples of it. And I was like, okay, okay. like what, like how, how does that work? And she was like, well, we don't have the machine here. So you have to call and make an appointment to do it. And so I was like, okay. Um, and like, what happens if this ends up that I, you know, what, like, what's the worst case scenario here? And she's like, oh, well, you know, we don't have to go to that step. And I was like, well, I kind of want to know what, like, if something does come back positive, like, what is it? And so then she explained to me what it was, which is like a whole name. I don't even, basically it would be stage zero cancer. Right. But, um, there's like surgery involved. And so I was like, okay, um, okay, I'm, I'll go and let's schedule this. Like, let's go get it done. I wanted to get it done like Mm -hmm. tomorrow. Right. So I call my doctor and my doctor, like, I can't get in touch with him until later on that night. And I tried calling to get an appointment and they didn't have an appointment for like over a month. 
And I'm like, I have to live with this for over, I have to think about this every day for over a month. And so um, Eric called them back and was like, you know, if there's any chance that somebody cancels, can we be on like a waiting list of like cancellations? And the woman was like, yes, we can put you on a cancellation list. And I was like, great. She's like, how far do you live from the location? And I was like, I live like 20 minutes away, I guess. And so she was like, okay, because we could call you like in the morning and say, we need you to be here in an hour. And I was like, okay. And so um, basically that was a Monday. And so then Tuesday comes, Wednesday comes and, you know, we're calling my doctor, we're calling other locations. We're trying to figure out like, you know, what does this mean? Like, I definitely started to go down the bigger feeling of like, wait, is it could like, am I going to end up having to have like some sort of a surgery? And then Eric and I were sort of just like looking at each other, like, is this really happening right now? And mm. it was just a lot. And, yeah. um, we get to Thursday, my kids have the biggest school performances of the entire year on Friday. It's in the morning and in the evening. And Thursday night, we get a call. We can get you in tomorrow at 10 a.m. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay. So I'm going to go to the kids' performance in the morning. I'm not obviously not going to tell them what's happening exactly, just that I have to leave and go to a doctor's appointment early. And so I leave, I go to this appointment. Um, somebody has to take me like you can't have food, like you have to, you know, it's like a pretty intense thing. Right. So, um, so then Sonia ends up taking me cause Eric has the kids and he stays for the performance. And, um, and then I go to do the biopsy. Spring is here and school is coming to a close and life could not be crazier. Um, so one of the things that has helped our family so much on those super packed weekends and weekdays with sports and school and all the things has been Green Chef. Green Chef is the number one meal kit for clean eating, delivering pre-portion and prep quality whole foods. Green Chef sends organic, fresh produce, responsibly sourced protein, and chef designed recipes in every box. And for our family, we have two people who are gluten-free. So it's been amazing picking out these like gluten-free recipes with the kids. You can find clean meals to suit your lifestyle with preferences like Mediterranean, plant-based, gluten-free, protein-packed, keto, calorie-smart, and gut health. My kids love following along with the Green Chef recipes, pulling them out of the box, looking at the pictures, putting everything together. They put on their little aprons and we do it as a family. It's so fast. It saved us so much time. And it's been something really fun to do together and teach the kids new recipes. You guys can go to greenchef.com slash motherdays50 and use code motherdays50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next two months. Go to greenchef.com slash motherdays50 and use code motherdays50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next two months. Okay, guys, check out Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. All right, guys, we are a couple of tired mamas and all we do is crave a spa day and we deserve it. We always end up putting ourselves down the very bottom of our to-do list. 
We jump from one activity to the next, and we're always meeting the needs of everyone else around us. I think it is time for a little self-pampering. This Mother's Day, make every day a spa day for all the moms in your life with Osea's Mega Moisture Duo. It's a value pack of two luxurious body care moisturizers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion, both featuring Osea's signature, uplifting, all-natural citrusy scent. I think the greatest and most thoughtful gifts are the gifts that you actually like love yourself, something that you use on yourself. And I love using the Mega Moisture Duo. It makes my skin so glowy. It's like super hydrating, firming, smells amazing. When I give my kids a hug after a bath, they're like, you smell so good. (laughs) It is my absolute favorite gift and such a great gift for Mother's Day. Yes. Folding in self-care is a moment to practice mindfulness, it's self-love, it's compassion. And we all know if you run your battery flat, it's harder to recharge. A consistent body care routine promotes healthy, glowing skin and also supports your mental health. Treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code MOTHERDAYS at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code MOTHERDAYS for 10% off. All right, as you guys know, we are we are busy mums. We are dog mums, business mums, performance mums, school board mums. Life gets hectic. That's why we rely on our tried and tested go-tos to alleviate some of the chaos. NerdWallet helps you by maximizing your everyday spending, whether it's groceries for the week, drinks with friends, or a nice family meal. Do you know how much cash back you're leaving on the table settling for the wrong credit card? Imagine earning up to 5% cash back on your groceries for the next 30 years. I mean, come on, guys. Think of all the cash back that you're going to get on those kombuchas, on those frozen pizzas. NerdWallet helps everyone make smarter financial decisions today that future you will thank you for. With NerdWallet, you won't regret missing out on rewards. NerdWallet lets you compare smart cashback credit cards side by side to make the most of your everyday spending. So what could future you do with more cashback? Uh, a silent meditation retreat in Peru, a sweat lodge in India, whatever it is, make it happen with a smarter cashback credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Nerdwallet, finance smarter. As with all credit cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Can you talk us through the biopsy? Because I think a lot of people hear the word biopsy, but they don't actually understand what that entails. Well, I think it depends on the type of biopsy that you get. So I had something called a stereotactic biopsy. And um, it's a machine that's like a mammogram machine, and it's a guided needle. So um, your breast goes into the mammogram machine 
to the plates that like smush it down same way that it does for a mammogram. Um, but you're in like a chair that's pressed up against it. And there's like a hole cut out into some part of it, the, the um, machine where you're, you know, where they need to go in with the needle and they use lidocaine and they um, numb you. And then they position this like needle and then um, they t- take a bunch of like uh, pictures and then they um, have, you know, the needle go in and collect like nine samples um, of tissue. And can you feel anything at all with the lidocaine? Yeah, like um, you feel, I guess you, it doesn't hurt. It feels like a really intense pressure. But I have to say, I didn't have any idea what to expect. Um, I was pretty scared. I think I had been putting on like a brave Mm. face until I got in there. And then all of a sudden I was like kind of shaking inside, just like, wait, this feels really intense. Mm. And then the nurse was so nice and she held my hand through the whole thing. And like my hand was in my lap and she kept like putting her hand under the table into my lap and like holding and squeezing my hand. And cause I think Mm. she could just tell, and I couldn't look at the needle I couldn't look at the machine. I was like looking as far off to the right as I possibly could and was just like taking deep breaths and trying to like go somewhere else in my mind. You know, and they were so great. They were so loving and wonderful and helpful and like walked me through the whole thing. But it was intense. So the needle comes down into the breast, collecting the tissue, kind of goes up and down. But you just feel this like deeper pressure um, Mm. that feels just weird. It's like... As all, I don't know how to explain it. It's just you can feel something really inside, but not um, painful while it's happening, just like intense. And mm-hmm. I think I went into some sort of like a shock because afterwards I was like shaking and I was just woozy. And I was so glad that they told me to have somebody to come and drive you home because afterwards... I walked out, walked into the um, waiting room area where all the women that were like waiting to go in were. And I walked out and smiled at Sonia and I was like, okay. And like we walked through the waiting room area and the door shut in front of the elevator and I just burst into tears. I was fully crying. Like, oh my God. That's like that. Was so crazy. It was just a lot. And I have to say for anybody that ever would have to get that done, it is not painful. I just didn't, it all kind of, I thought like it wasn't happening for a month and then all of a sudden it happened. And and then I was like kind of in shock and the whole thing just was like, I wasn't ready, prepared mentally for it. So it just felt intense, like a lot. So I went home that day, like iced it, laid in bed, slept for three hours, Mm. went to my kid's performance that night, you know, kind of tried to explain a little bit of why I was not able to nurse or like, you know, any of those things. And, and then had to wait until Tuesday to, uh, we were all on a text thread. We were waiting. <laughs> we were waiting. There was a little group we of us, me and Sarah, Beati mm-hmm. and Nikki, and we were just like on this thread, all right, Sarah, we've got it in our calendars. Like the moment you get news, drop it here. And we were Ugh. all feeling really positive. Yes, and I did too. I felt like it's going to be fine. But like 
I don't know. When something like that happens, like doubt creeps in. And and Eric and I went to lunch on Monday beforehand, just the two of us. And we were like, when these things happen, it makes you want to like simplify life and like cuddle Mm -hmm. and stay home and be cozy. And like, I don't know. It's just, it does. It's a nice perspective perspective to have of just being like mm. I you know I said to Eric like I always live in this place of gratitude I really do where I think about every day the things that I'm grateful for and just like I'm it fills me with joy to live like that but you know when something like this happened I was looking at my kids like oh man like I really love this life I want to be here you mm-hmm. know of course like I want to be here and I ha- I have friends who had diagnosis really early in their 30s and didn't make it of not breast cancer but other things and so mm-hmm. you know I just like remembered looking at them and thinking like I know they want to be here like for their babies and it breaks my heart that that that's mm-hmm. not gonna happen you know and so anyway I just was like having all these big feelings. And at the same time, deep down, I really did feel like everything was going to be fine, but it does make you think of all of all the other things. Right. Mm -hmm. So on Tuesday I had to wait all day, (laughs) the whole day. Oh my God. It was the whole Um, day. We were all waiting by our phones being like, wait, what? (laughs) I know. I called so many times too. I was like, I was like the annoying person. I was like, is there any news yet? Um, and finally got the wave of relief that, because Mm -hmm. I got the call that everything was benign. Everything was good. This is no, it's not even like a a marker for the future. Like we're good. And so I (sighs) was so relieved so grateful (laughs) and we finally were able to tell the kids like you know everything is good like you know because I kind of gave them little pieces but yeah I just didn't Mm want to like worry them you know so yeah of course and I was like we mommy got great results back we're all good oh my gosh (laughs) Sarah what did um, so what was the first thing you did when you got that phone call like were you with Eric were who were you on your own I was with him and we hugged each other but we were like we we kind of like found out through a message from the hospital that was like sent the results but the results were confusing so like I saw Uh the results but I needed the doctor to like tell me this is fine because it was like Mm -hmm. there's a lot of words that I was like wait what like you know I was like searching for it to say like take a deep breath. You're good. You did say that. It's like this <laughs> lymph node, blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? It's just like, wait, yes, what? yes. <laughs> and, uh, oh, God. and so I just was like, we were both kind of like, I think it's good. And he's like, I think it's good. So then finally Aww. my doctor, um, texted and said, thank God everything is fine. Totally benign. She's good. Oh, you know, yeah. And so, <laughs> So then we just like hugged each other. Eric could like, he was just like huge as exhale. I mean, the poor thing he, I think he knows more about breast cancer than anybody. He like did all these pod, like listen to podcasts. He'd like done all this research. I didn't want to know anything and he knew everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, you know, just went down the rabbit hole of trying to understand it all and you know, what mm. we would be faced with. So anyway, 
thing. I have wow. great news today. So, <laughs> wow, Sarah, I think it was such a, yeah, it was such a roller coaster. And as you were talking about that, I remember reaching you as soon as you got that news and you were like, whoa, this thing happened. Mm. And they took me into this little room. And I, I remember feeling in my body when I, when I read that from you, I remember feeling actually your experience of when you had your pregnancy loss and it was that same kind of bad news. And it was that like, everything Mm -hmm. just sort of froze and I said to you you were like I really feel like shaky and I was like I wonder if the the trauma from your pregnancy loss is sort of being triggered and your body's remembering those same feelings because that's probably the last time you've had any sort of comparable feeling to this and that was such horrible hard news and then here you were on your own in a room getting this news, I mean, I think that's so that's so hard to navigate and I'm sure that physically manifested yeah. itself in shaking and feeling out of your body. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, I when, yeah, you did write me that and I was thinking like, yeah, I think it brings up, immediately brings up like, you know, stories from my friend Megan who told me about her experience when she found out, you know, she had this like thing that they needed to biopsy. And so, you know, I'm just remembering, I think at that moment, you just like remember all the stories. It's like, you know, my dad like talked about stuff that he like went into a room and a doctor was like, oh, well, we have this for you, you know? And Mm -hmm. I just was sitting there like I felt like it it was felt like a scene in a movie I was having like an out-of-body experience and I had the same feeling when Dr. Goldberg was telling me so the baby didn't make it and I was like what my ears were ringing he was like you're not going to hear anything that I say right now and I was like whatever I can hear everything that you're saying you know I'm I'm like combative with him about it like no I can hear I'm I'm fine and he's like it's okay and later I was like I don't remember anything I said <laughs> except that yes, I told him no. I remember it all you're, <laughs> you know you're in shock like, <laughs> totally in shock totally in shock and I don't know it's just like a I think it's a great reminder to just like be proactive about your health and you know yeah. staying on top of it and also you know that if you can hold on to those like beautiful moments when you're sort of just staring off and going like, wow, look at my kids and look at my life and my family and look, look at that, the way that the sun shines through the windows and onto the floor and how it brings me so much joy. And, you know, those things are, there's nothing, you know, I don't know. It's just like, it really is powerful to, um, um to have those moments. And so, uh, it was, it was a lot. (laughs) It was a lot. And by the way, that is what I was talking about with that, you know, my, my dance instructor at my kid's school, when I walked Mm -hmm. into the room and all the moms were walking around, he was like, you're here is what I was talking about in our last solo episode. He was like, I see you, you're here, but mentally you're like somewhere else. And I was like, yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's because I had just gotten that news. And so, yeah. And then I had to have the biopsy. So I was just like, yeah, I'm definitely not. I am somewhere somewhere else else right now, for sure. This is a shock. 
I'm in shock. As this was <laughs> happening, um, I was staying at Frankie's house sort of during a lot of this. And, um, and I was consoling Frankie who was in tears because she had a friend who didn't have the positive results and her friend has yeah. like stage four cancer, breast cancer Ugh. and was jogging and felt a uh, pain in her breast and she's a mother, she's oh. got a little three-year-old daughter and she's already started having those conversations with Frankie about like, oh, like I so hope my my man meets like the woman who's going to raise my child and we were talking about it and just crying as you were telling that story. I was thinking about just the hundreds of women who have a story like that but then the call is, I'm so sorry. This is what we're looking at. And, you know, you went out there and you were so generous to walk out of that biopsy with a big smile on your face, looking around at this room full of women who are waiting to go and have their experience. And they're all feeling the same way. And maybe a handful of them got really terrible news, but you were so generous in that moment to be like, it's all good. Like that was totally fine. And you held it together to fall apart until after you're away from them. And I just think that that's such a testament to who you are and your spirit. And you're such a beautiful person. And even though I knew so deep down inside of me that it was going to be positive feelings, I also got wobbly about it. I also thought about, all right, what does this look like? What? How do we support if there is something that comes back, you know, we just, you just, as friends, you just go into that like warrior-like mentality, right? This is how we'll handle it. This is everything's we can handle everything. And um, yeah, so we all got, we all got really lucky and we also recognize that there are so many other people out there and that, they didn't get the happy ending to their story. So I think it's so impactful, Sarah, that you were willing and to share this in such a vulnerable and open way because I'm sure it's going to provide comfort for other people going through scary situations. And I just appreciate you and I love you and I'm so happy that we're all good. All good. <laughs> I know. All me good. too. I'm so, so, so <laughs> grateful. <laughs> Um, Aww. yeah, it was, uh, very, very, very grateful. And, you know, it's nice to like, to, to now be on the other side of it and to be able to go like, okay, like that was a lot, uh, but we're okay. And thank yeah. you for everything that you said, because, and I so appreciate the support. Like, it's really nice to have your community and your friends and loved ones that, you know, are there and ready to like jump in and, and help you navigate it. Cause it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, the last time that we were on, you were not in Australia. So now we got to tell everybody that you're in Australia. Yeah. So I'm in Australia. <laughs> I'm in Australia now. Now I can actually talk about it because, um, we're finally not on strike. SAG came to an agreement, so we're not on strike, um, which is 
great. Um, well done to our negotiating committee. I, uh, I'm in Australia. I'm shooting a really amazing TV show right now that I fully manifested. <laughs> I think I talked about this earlier on the podcast. I held a manifesting night for a bunch of girlfriends earlier this year. And one of the things that we did as a part of the process. So we started with, you know, we talked about our self-limiting beliefs and then we like wrote them all down and then we burnt them in my fire pit. And then we um, all started cutting out pictures. (laughs) And as we were putting the photos on our manifest board, we were saying like, I am my most abundant self. I am healthy. My, um, you know, my mind is clear. I'm meditating every day. I'm in a great health and wellness routine, whatever it is. As we were cutting out the pictures, we would all say that out loud. So it was a really cool, fun night. And then at the end, we do a share. So we share our poster as though it's already happened. So we would um, point to various pictures and I had my friend Bruna Papandrea on mine. She was one of the people that I had as well as a few other directors, um, which I I told Sarah earlier, there's something circling, which even if it doesn't go my (laughs) way, I'm like, oh my God, that person was on my manifest board. Um, Anyway, so I had put Bruna on there because I had such an amazing experience working with Bruna on warm bodies and I'd seen a lot of her stuff she did big little eyes and nine perfect strangers and I'd seen a lot of her stuff and I was like I really want to work with Bruins again and I happened to bump into her at this dinner and I was like right this is this is it we're totally gonna there's something that's gonna come up anyway so there was in my share I said I'm working on this amazing show with Bruno and I'm so excited and it's it's like perfect um, nine perfect strangers. It's a bit like, you know, big little lies. Anyway, so I ended up getting a text from Bruna like three weeks after I did this evening. She's like, I've got a script for you. And I was like, oh, do you? Um, and then she sent me the script. It was this movie called Edition. And it wasn't the show that I had sort of called in. Um, I wanted this like big show similar to Big Little Lies. And I was like, okay, this is a smaller movie. And I remember at the time my American team's like, it's an Australian smaller movie. Is anyone going to see it? Like, should we go for, should we try and get a big US show? And I was like, no, you know what? I really want to work with Bruna. And I love the, the script was amazing. Sort of about this woman navigating romance and also mental health issues at the same time. And I was like, I really believe in this. This is such a special project. So I ended up flying to Australia. I met, I was actually flying there already to do The Fall Guy, um, which is that movie that I, you know, I've talked about on the podcast. And the trailer with Ryan Gosling and um, Emily Blunt just came out. You can see me, it's sort of blink and you'll miss it, but I'm the one with the sword attacking him um and you can sort of see me in the background of one of the other clips in the trailer if you guys want to go check it out oh my god um anyway so I end up meeting the director on audition loved her we had such a great meeting actually right around the corner from where I'm staying like 
two streets away I met her and every time I walked past with the kids I was like that's where I met Marcel um and I ended up shooting this movie edition had the most liberating experience it was amazing and it was such a um good reminder to follow that gut we talked about that you know on the previous episode like letting your feeling state lead you And that's what I did with addition. I was like, I'm going to do this. And I also know it's going to crack open other opportunities. So while I was shooting addition, Jody, who is Bruna's producing partner, was like, we have an amazing role for you in this TV thing. And at the time I was like, what could it be? Is it the sequel to um, Nine Perfect Strangers? And in my head I was like, oh, I think it's got something to do with Nine Perfect Strangers or Leanne Moriarty, the author of that. And I was like, oh, I just assumed it was – it has something to do with the sequel. And so I'm talking to my team and I'm like, I think maybe it could be the sequel of Nine Perfect Strangers. I'm not sure. And then um, I sort of didn't hear anything. And then we entered into a strike. And um, and then I get an email from Jody being like, okay, I'm sending you a script. And it wasn't Nine Perfect Strangers. It was this other script called The Last Anniversary, which is based on the book by the same author of Big Little Lies and Nine Perfect Strangers, Leanne Moriarty, exactly what What? I called in. I actually (laughs) screamed. It came into my email. I was like, if I need any, like, any confidence that. Any validation. Any validation that this work is powerful. Um, It really is. It just, it truly is. And. Um, and it was funny. It's like we talk about how the universe sometimes will, it'll seem like something's going one way and then it, there'll be a test and it looks like yeah. it's all falling apart and going away altogether. And you're like, wait, what? And then it ends up still coming through what? right in the final hour. Well, that happened yes. in this experience. You know, I it seems like I was going to do it. And then, you know, I had... Yeah, I have my US team who likes to weigh in on things. And so then it was like, mm, maybe I'm not going to do this. And I was in my heart of hearts. I just knew this is my show. I'm meant to be doing this. All the people that I've been talking about are oh involved gosh. in this. Um, Nicole Kidman's company is producing it. I was like, this is my show. I'm supposed to play Sophie. This is, I love the book. I love the author. It's shooting in Sydney. I've been talking about wanting to work in Sydney over the summer. We love North Bondi, which is where we're staying. And I ended up just going with my gut and I was like, this is it. I'm doing this show. And so that's why I'm here in Australia. I start shooting on Monday. Um, and it's it feels crazy. It's just another reminder to keep leaning into this part of myself. That's the feeling, following the feeling, following yes. the gut, the intuition, and also having the courage to uh, ask the universe for the things that you want and not feel guilty or not. And, you know, my husband's always true. like, you always have a but on the end of career stuff. You're always like, I want this thing, but I do too. I'm I not know. sure I'm worthy. But- and Mark's like, it could be this. Yes, it could be this. I'm happy to take just this smaller role. Or Mark's like, why is it the only area in your life that you have the butt? Like, liberate yourself from that. Like, just lean into it. And as Sarah says, like, why not you? Why not you? So um, here I am. That's why I'm I'm in Australia. 
I'm working with the best people. Oh my gosh. And there are three vegans uh, on set, which is a, a rare dream. occurrence. We've all been vibing <laughs> Perfect. out. Perfect. It's so good. I'm like, oh my God, I got my vegan homies. So we've been checking out all the local restaurants. Kids are really happy here. My husband is so like Byron Bay and North Bondi. They are his happy places. So he's been walking to F45, which is where he is at at the moment. He's been, it's such a wellness community. You walk (laughs) to the beach. It's like, it's just such a vibe here that we've been all really so happy. So happy. Um, And yeah, so that's where we are. And that's, that's, um, you know, a whole bunch of gratitude, really. That actually makes me think um, I put something out on our Instagram that was like, you know, because everybody was asking about the book that we're reading. And so yeah. I wrote something that was like, oh, should we start like a, a Daisy book club? Yes. Because um, everybody, everyone's writing us back, by the way. So like Teresa's been in flight and at work, so she doesn't know that you guys have been DMing us this week. But mm-hmm. um, everyone has been DMing us and saying that they want to know the book. Also, they want more spiritual talk. They want more oh of this. God, love it yes. so, so much. Um, well, we love it. We only had one person who said psychic stuff is for the devil. <laughs> and I was like, well, all right. It was my mom. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was your mom. That was my mom. <laughs> um, but I'm going to hold up. If you guys, if you guys are watching, this is the, um, this is the this book. Is... I'm holding it here. Oh my gosh. Um, yes. I only just started it. So I actually don't know how far along uh Teresa is but um Teresa and I actually have plans of doing something called a daisy dream circle with you guys um Mm -hmm. and so maybe we start that first one in the new year and one of the things we could focus on is um the book and manifestation and all the stuff that we've been talking about so um We're going to read this if you guys want to read it too. Yes. If you want to read alongside us, which is so funny because actually a lot of Sarah and I's friends have just purchased this book as well. My friend Claire. And I was like, oh my God, Claire, (laughs) I'm reading the best book. And she's like such a like dreamy sort of witchy gal. And I was like, you need to do this because it's about developing your skills. And then our our friend Cassandra, Cass, she she works with us at the Mother Days um, and she she listens to our podcast as we're editing them and she was like oh my god what's the book and we sent it to Cassandra and she's picked it up so <laughs> it's called Psychic Witch a metaphysical guide to meditation magic and manifestation by Matt Oren um and it's I read a bunch of reviews and as I said last time the word witch throws me I think it's just like deeply ingrained in my being that that is a negative thing. So I was at first like, oh, I can't get this book. Um, but I was also that way about tarot cards when I first got them. I was like, I can't have these in my house. Um, and I, I used to hide them from my mom. But now I'm like, all right, mom. Yes, it may be called witch, but it's not black magic. It's not dark. It's like we're talking about like meditation. We're talking about opening ourselves up yeah, and to different energy senses and, and feelings yeah. and it's energy and it's light. I I see all of this as light. Um, and so, yes, that's yes. the book that we've been yes. reading. In fact, I haven't been reading it. I've been listening to the audio book. And the guy, the author talks I've about been reading how... It. 
Oh, have you? So maybe that's better because I've been listening to the voice and it's so soothing. And we'll start going through the practices of how to develop yourself and open yourself up a bit more. And I fall asleep. And he actually says, if you're falling asleep, <laughs> it's, it's actually your body's like almost like a defense mechanism. <laughs> like I'm just going to fall asleep rather than dive oh deeper into the work. But it's really interesting. And he's wow. like, oh, you might fall asleep for the first six months trying to do the practices. And I was like, that keeps happening to me. Why? And I remember when I was at Moby's oh, house, so like funny. back in the day, remember when I used to go to Moby, he used to live in Beach canyon yeah around the corner from where mark and i were living and he had this castle and he had this dungeon basically this old dungeon in the castle and it sounds really wild but basically he'd invite <laughs> a bunch of us over and we'd do sensory deprivation meditation so we'd go into this his dungeon oh my god this sounds oh so funny god. i can just see this is a heading already but um we'd go into the dungeon <laughs> and we would he would light a candle and we would all be sitting around there. There'd probably be like 30 of us. And then they'd shut the door and there's mm. no source of light. And then he'd blow out the candle and we'd all just sit and meditate in complete darkness. And that was really scary. That was leaning into the discomfort for me because I yeah. don't like the dark. And it was so yes. dark. Like you could me not, it's, I've never been in something that's so black before and you'd sort of start kind of going further into the darkness and people would be arming and and you would the whole idea was that you would come to a natural end everyone would be arming and at some point the collective energy of the group would decide to be done with it but almost every time I would start doing the work. It would feel amazing. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm getting so like in tune with my body and my senses. And it just feels so high vibes. And then I fall asleep. And then I'm literally asleep on the floor. Oh my gosh. I would curl up on the floor and I would fall asleep. And me and one of my other friends, we would always sleep almost the whole way through. And I'd get kind of woken up at the end of it as the the collective group was finishing. But it's interesting that he talks (laughs) about why some people fall asleep. And I would, I've done it in yoga before. So I'm, I'm excited to get to the point where I'm not falling asleep and I'm actually taking part in these practices. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I love it so much. I only just started, but I remembered you telling me, um, about like in meditation that you sort of like close your eyes and you're like following the color that you see. Mm -hmm. And then there would be like this white light. And I remember thinking like, Oh, that's so cool. I'm going to try that. And like, a few times I have like tried to close my eyes in meditation and like I wasn't seeing anything, but I used to see color all the time. So I was like, wait, what's happening? And I'm like, I must be trying too hard or something. But then I remembered the other night as I was laying down in bed to go to sleep, this like white light flashed across my <gasps> eyes. And I was like, oh, wait, this happens to me a lot where this And maybe somebody out there, because I know that we have a few very spiritual women that follow our podcast. So maybe you guys can tell us when you be one or newbies. But the white, the white light, when I try to go to sleep, sometimes it like flashes so bright across my eyes that I think that there's like 
somebody with a flashlight in the room. And so I'll always like startle my eyes open and look around. And then I'm like, that's so weird. Like, where did the light come from? And so, and then I'll close my eyes again. And then I'll start to see like more like brightness from that happening. And so that I'm like bizarre. And I never thought about it until you mentioned that. And now I'm like, oh, weird. And then it happened again the other day where I was sort of following the light. I was like, kind of like, and I was like, wait, I feel like I see a figure behind my eye. Like I was seeing something and I was trying to figure out what it was. Anyway, it was so bizarre, but I only um, would never have known anything about that until you told me that. So Look, some of you guys are going to be like, this is so silly. I know. But, but you know what? I There's also know. a handful like, of people who are like, this is really interesting. Um, I would have to say, I feel like you're so attuned. You are so tapped in. You really are. Like you're naturally tapped in. Um, yeah, I love it. Look, this is our mm. little thing that we're doing right now that we're interested in developing. And Okay. Um, okay and I've got, I just gave all those That's examples right. as well. <laughs> like I just gave all those examples of even yes. if it's developing your intuition, like how it serves you in your life. I know. I think it's so quick to be like, oh, that That's feels right. weird. Like how do you know it's not for you? How do you know like just falling into that gut? Like, I feel like that's for everyone. It's that feeling state. Yeah. Yeah. Instinct. Yes. Um, It's the thing I was talking about on our last solo episode where I was like, Oh, I I thought of that restaurant and knew that my friend was going to be there. Was it like, Oh, maybe she'll be there because she's there sometimes. But like, I picture her face like flashed across my eyes and I was like oh she's gonna be there that's so weird if she is there then that's like I actually knew that so strange um so anyway I just I love all that stuff so much um okay (laughs) daisies so if you want to follow along get the book we'll we'll talk about it and then uh, maybe what we'll do is have one of our little dream circles in January and we'll actually like um let you guys all know how we're gonna do it but yeah we'll talk about the book and we'll have somebody there and we can go through the whole thing so that'll be really fun um Um, okay so thank you all so much this episode is so special because um just like centering ourselves back into that place of gratitude it's the season of gratitude we're getting into the holidays and all those things we're grateful for like our friends and our family we always are right like Mm -hmm. sitting here thinking about the things that are so special even if it's like you know I'm grateful that I got up today and then I'm able to like take a deep breath and look at the sunshine and like all those things and it really puts you into like a positive place yeah um okay Daisy so (laughs) the season of gratitude we love you Daisies we'll um see you on the next episode and um you can find us on Apple Podcasts Spotify wherever you listen to podcasts and if you're in America America. Happy Thanksgiving. We are so grateful for all of you and all of our friends and each other. And we love you, Daisies. And goodbye. Love you. Bye. Bye.